guys. Welcome back to another edition of the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast. We are here today with a super special guest. You know her well if you follow 247 FC for any amount of time. Sid Ross is an animal and she's with us today. How are you doing today, Sid? Hey, thanks for having me on. Of course. She's rocking that Gorilla House hoodie and there's a lot to be proud of at Gorilla House right now, man. You guys have three title fights coming up at Brawl in the Berg 10, February 5th. What's it? What's the vibe like with the team right now? Things have got to be absolutely buzzing, right? Yeah, we're going pretty hard. The practices, the training, um, we're getting into pretty much the the thick of the camp. We're going to start doing our, um, our fight sims and stuff like that soon. So it's, it's pretty much – we have a small team. You guys probably know. We probably have one of the smallest teams in, like, the Pittsburgh. Really, we only have – about five fighters and so our fight practice pretty much now it's just been mostly me cam ethan and then you know we have sheldon and stuff coming in too uh but it's pretty much everybody's in camp like the whole gym the whole fight team is in camp at the same time which doesn't happen extremely frequently but the whole team is in camp and the whole team pretty much is in like champ camp like belt belt fight camp so it's really it's really unique that's a super interesting dynamic like is that good or bad to have everybody in camp because i can see it both ways because everybody probably needs extra attention which makes that hard to go around but then you're all also motivating each other which seems like a positive does it feel like better to you having everybody in champ camp like you say yeah, it is. It's I I kind of actually prefer it just because the motivation's just going around everybody. There's nobody that's um, I wouldn't say any. We I mean we all train hard in and out of camp. Pretty much are in there every day, regardless. But um, just when you're preparing for a title fight, everybody's taking everything really really seriously. There's just no. It's just everyone's coming in and working hard for the two hour practice. It's. It's um, it's not as uh, not that the practices are ever lenient. I just think everybody understands that there's a difference between when you're in camp, like there's a shift in the training, and to have everybody there at the same time just keeps everybody, well for me at least, on track, focused. Just um, you're just kind of taking motivation from them. Nice. Yeah, Ryan, I want to kick it over to you because I know, obviously, you've been working with Sid for a very long time, basically since the inception of 247 FC. So to see her in this moment now, February 5th, with another title opportunity on the line, man, what's it like from your perspective as the owner, promoter, watching her development through 247? Well, I mean, when we met, she was 18 years old and, and you know, this young, fiery, you know, tough girl that was still in high school and fighting was still her in first high school. fight yeah. in high school. So she fought her first fight that um, with another promotion that I was, you know, involved with and um, and went to school like this, like two days later. It's like, <laughs> like, that's funny to me. That's just odd. And I think Paul Dodson did the same thing recently. But, you know, just watching Sydney develop and earn a title shot and like she fought a title fight outside of her weight class. Um, and now she's actually fighting, fighting one in her own weight class. Um, so just to earn those shots and just to, you know, come so far in her maturity and development, and you know, this, I always tell everyone like, it's a process, like enjoy the process because there's going to be a day where you like, look back and you're like, Oh man, that's, I didn't know how much fun I was having. Like, enjoy what you're going through i hear it way too often from people that don't enjoy it but super proud of sid and and it's no secret that you know sid and i have a good friendship and and that so i'm her biggest fan and you know but at the same time like i'm not putting her in a position where it's gonna be easy right you can tell like she she has tough fights and she doesn't even want that. Like, she's like, no, 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 no. I want the toughest people you got. And so um, it's just it's just awesome working with her and, and, and you know, 
so proud of her. She's awesome. Thanks, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny for some like behind the scenes for you guys. Kind of Ryan hinted at it, but Sid is one of the few fighters who actually sends us ideas for her opponent like when we match make we usually go out scout you know we have our lists we have our system and everything to set up matches sid is sid is a fighter who will come to us with like five names like hey i, I researched them on tapology they're all tough these are all awesome fights for me like like check these girls out so that's awesome i think that's great like how how often sid like when you go home are you just constantly in fight mode researching potential opponents or what because it seems like you're super plugged into your options like in female in women's mma there's not as many options to match to begin with but it seems like you know the landscape extremely well yeah there's just not that many girls and once you have the amount of fights that i do i've just been in the the scene with these like these girls that also have the same amount like six or more fights i'd say like there's advanced dammy with more than three but then there's like a really like we're all amateurs, like um, but there's still levels to the amateur, you know. There's there's, um, and you know I'm just really not interested in fighting anyone with one or two fights or who's debuting. Uh, I, I mean, uh, it's your Amy. I just don't feel the need to pad a bunch of wins into an Amy career when it's gonna start over and go back to O and O anyways, just to to go through the camp and to put, you know, against someone who is just not experienced, they're not developed, uh, they're a little greener, you know what I mean, only has, like, a way less experience than I would have. Um, first of all, I just wouldn't feel, like, morally right fighting someone of, of that. That's how you get people who are one and done with it. Like, if someone wants to do the sport, they want to be an MMA fighter, don't be it out of them because they're just they don't know yet they don't know the ropes and they don't know what they're supposed to be doing like don't take that from some a girl that's aspiring because there already aren't enough as is and if they got fights that were appropriate for them and worked up the good way then um they might have you know they might have stuck around a little longer and they might have developed into being somebody so i try to fit fights as an amateur that are going to make me better and teach me something and do something for me versus, you know, you get the win, like you get the feel good ego, whatever, but you don't come out better than it's really nobody's in their Amy career is, is good enough for, you know, to be just taking bites like that. Everybody needs to learn and to get better and to be pushing themselves so that they can be kind of get to that next level. Like I'm not there yet. There's no Amis that are there yet. It's kind of just about humbling yourself and being like, all right, I don't need the hype from that 30-second knockout that I know I could get against somebody who's debuting, no fights, one fight, two fights. Like, it's just not – I want to take somebody who has more fights than me. You know, it's kind of limited because I feel like – I am sticking around as an amateur for a long time just to really make sure I'm ready and prepared because I don't want to do a bunch of learning. I mean, you want to keep learning, but I don't want to learn big things as a pro as far as like something that would maybe lose me a fight because something I should have learned as an amateur. I don't want to learn as a, have to learn as a pro because I rushed into things. And, and that's that, when I think your that record was, like, matters. So, yeah. Starting at 18, I'm kind of like, I kind of got lucky that I kind of get to take my time. And yeah, I could take 11 amateur fights before I go pro because there's no, there's no pressure. I used to want to rush on and get to the next thing and be like, oh, I just want to go pro or I just want to get this started with. But it's like taking a step back and be like, okay, yeah, I am 21 years old and I still have a lot to learn. Um, you know, just chill out as an amateur, like just enjoy the now be in this moment because you're right like these it's one day i'm gonna wake up and the whole thing's gonna be behind me like i'll be 30s 40s can't you know can't fight anymore and you don't want this part to just been a blur waiting for the next part or to make mistakes and miss out on learning opportunities because you were just like i want to get there where i want to be so badly and i just want to hurry up and get there nice 
Yeah, I think a lot of people do get tunnel vision like that, kind of like you're talking about, where they're just always looking ahead to the next thing and kind of miss where they're at right now. But it seems like Gorilla House does a good job, not just with you, but I mean, even Cam's amateur career so far, he's a guy who probably could have turned pro skill wise. You know, he he is on par with some regional pro bantamweights in my opinion he could be a pro as well is that a is that a gorilla house kind of mentality for you guys is that something that your coaches hammer home for you or is that just kind of coincidentally how both of your careers have panned out so far um it's uh so the first when i first turned when i first started fighting ethan was always a big thing of like 10 you gotta get 10 he's like 10 amy fights at least like he that's his that's his mindset because of the same thing Every Ami needs to have, at his opinion, at least ten fights before they they go on and take on trying trying to go pro. And I do agree with that. Um, I don't think there's necessarily a magic number for everybody, because uh, you know people start their amateur careers with different experience levels, and if you have a background or if you have experience competing in another sport, like maybe you wrestled at a really really high level those type of people they don't really need the same amateur career as someone who's competing for the first time ever this is the first combat sport they've ever done um just with MMA you get a like a, a really different group of diverse mix of different people from you know coming from different disciplines and different experience in each discipline um so I don't really know if necessarily 10 is a great fits all um it works for me though it's probably going to work out for um Cameron just getting the experience and like I said learning everything knowing what an amateur fighter should know by the time you go pro that's funny that you say that because Hunter was just asking me Hunter just messaged me yesterday I think it was yesterday and said hey just curious if uh if Cam, if Cam were to win this fight, and then he clarified, like, well, I don't really think it matters whether he wins or loses. Do you think he's going pro? And I said, no. And I didn't even elaborate, but, I, you know, that that's the kind of feeling I, I think that um, he's not in a rush and he wants to uh, – the thing I like to see with, 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 like, amateurs is I like to have them have seen different looks and different things. I don't – like – it's not doing anyone a service to have an amateur run through a bunch of the same type of fighter and then they get to pro and they're like a fish out of water like whoa i never saw anyone shoot like that hard on me like i never i've never seen someone throw combinations like that like those are experiences we our goal is to give you different experiences when win lose or draw like we want to set you guys up to to extend your career yeah, it's ego and it's respect because it's easy to get when you fight and you want to be a fighter, you have to have the mentality. I'm the best in the world. I can beat anyone. You have to have that confidence. And it's hard to kind of like it's hard to keep the right mindset as a fighter and not swim too far into either way of the lack of confidence of not being so humble, but being you know, just not, you know, just being like, I have so much to, to learn. I, I'm, you know, I don't compare to these, these high level people, um, you know, and kind of second guessing yourself and not seeing that the work to be put in will get you there and you have the ability to get there. You can do that. And also people are kind of like, I can go pro, I can smash anybody. You know, they have all the confidence and the self belief in the world almost to an egotistical cocky type way. And then they get in trouble because it's not fake in there. It's yeah. real. Well, you the go funny... in there pro too early and you start getting your face beat in. The world will teach you humbleness, whether it's got to teach you the hard way or the easy way. So I figure, you know, you could be smart and see the people getting highlight real knocked out because they, you know, sometimes stuff happens. And two people who are equal level, but when you get a mismatched fight, as with these these people that go pro and they get completely embarrassed, and then you know you can't go back once you learn that mistake. There's like there's no going back. You have to figure it out as you go, and that's kind of like it's an it's a hard game you got to play to find that 
to find that fine line where the the perfect mixture of every type of emotion and feeling towards. That's the funny thing is like, it's amazing how many messages from people we get like that are like, I want to fight like blah, blah, blah. And, and we'll be like, okay, where are you training at? And they'll be like, Oh no. Like I'm at like, I, I train like people think because they're like a tough person or like they yeah. like MMA that they're ready to step in the cage. And it's like, you, you, you haven't even rolled. Like you don't know. You have to respect the people that have dedicated their lives to the sport. The people that know more than you, the people that have been training longer than you, who just, you have to respect that because when you get there, the people coming up, you'll be looking down at them. Like this kid doesn't know, this kid doesn't know anything. <laughs> and you know, down there you look stupid. Like you're confident you got that part down lock, but it's like, you gotta, you gotta respect the process. You have to, you, yeah, you just have to. As a, as a family of a gym owner, like do you guys have a lot of people coming to the gym, like thinking they're ready to take a fight, like immediately. And you're like, you don't even know, like, you don't know anything. Yeah. We get crazy people coming in sometimes and they. <laughs> we don't, we don't have to talk about Ethan if you don't want. I mean. <laughs> and the yeah. raccoon. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we actually got a really good question right now. I'm going to throw it up on the screen for you. Sid. Gerard Thomas says, what kind of style are you most comfortable with? Muay Thai, wrestling, jiu-jitsu? That's, that's a good question even for me. I don't think I could answer that for you, so I want to hear this from you. I try to be extremely – I can't talk – extremely well-rounded. As, like, a, a kid, I kind of, you know, did a little bit of each combat sport, um, messed around with a little bit. Of, and our training routines were pretty split evenly between striking and grappling days. Uh, my striking is getting, I mean, I, I, I'm a pretty good striker. I'd say I, you know, I did all these boxing fights. I think I'm five and one now boxing, my boxing record, um, work of Darren Cassidy, uh, his striking coach. I mean, he's one of the best. I, uh, I've come a long way in my striking, I think since I started training with him, but I did grapple most of my life as a kid, and that's kind of what I, I really started is. And I did the wrestling before I even started boxing. So I think um, as far as my personal comfort will probably always be on the ground. But I think I'm so well-rounded that I I can hang with anybody standing. I mean, I've fought some really, really good kickboxers and finished them on the feet. Yeah, she says she's well-rounded, man, and it's super true. Um, that's what I was saying. Like, I, I wanted to hear what you thought you were best at because watching you fight, you are one of those – You all, you've heard for a long time. Like, back when I was watching UFC kind of in its heyday, 2006, 7, 8-ish, and guys like Rory McDonald were coming up, and everybody was so impressed that Rory was just good at everything. Like, he trained everything from the beginning. He wasn't a Muay Thai fighter transitioning to MMA. He was just – a kid who trained MMA his whole life. And that's kind of what your style reminds me of too, Sid. Like there's not one thing that you can say to me that just stands out above everything else. You, like anywhere the fight goes, you you look super comfortable in there. And I think your last couple of fights are a perfect example of that against Gabriella and against Angel Blackwell. You know, those fights had a little bit of everything on, on every level and, and you had success in various positions everywhere the fight went so i think it's definitely showing inside the cage too but the fight with angel i did want to ask you about that a little bit because that did kind of turn into a boxing fight for you and that that was a banger you know that was an awesome fight a sid ross fight for people who haven't seen her fight is like always a fight of the night contender but that, that one was exceptional like what what was it about angel's style that kind of brought out the best in, in you in that fight I mean her knockout power. I had to. I had to respect that. I mean, yeah. Looking, I'm looking at her across the cage, and she's built. And I was like, I don't want to get hit hard by her. A lot of times, it's not going to go well for me. <laughs> so um, my 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 she faints a lot, and she's moving around. You know, a lot of movement, a lot of fast um, twitch movements that can like throw you off and like fakes and. You know, so it was hard to read. So I was forced to, you know, move around. And I just decided I was going to counter. She mm -hmm. came in um, really hardly committing 
on two, three punches, you know, the the bum rush, the the brigade of hard punches, you know, someone she's she's trying to come knock me out. Um so pretty much weather the storm, slip, get out of the way, fire something hard back, and then just keep moving, just stay stay moving. Um Whenever there was kind of more of a lack of the action, she wasn't punching. I tried to do more. I was, I mean, we were both by the end of the round, just from the pace that we were maintaining the whole fight. Yeah, the we both started to fatigue. Watching back, I think I a little more than her, and which is why we're working cardio so hard this camp because it's never going to be a weakness of mine again. I'll tell you, I told Ryan that. Um, immediately after the Valdez fight but uh, trying to like faint my set my own punches up to to kind of stop her from wanting to throw by you know keeping just a just a range finding jab out in her face and just moving around a lot so it was it was it was a it was a legit a chess match to you know one wrong move and you're catching a really hard punch to the face. So, and and then I did, I mixed the wrestling and stuff in there. Uh, When she clinched me and put me against the cage, I felt stronger um, in the clinch and I was able to get that body lock and that foot sweep takedown. And on the ground, I felt, I felt pretty comfortable. I was able to maintain on top pretty well. She was strong and was able to stand up out of a lot of those like uh, I remember the commentating. They're like, "Oh, she's gonna ride this out here," and with like five seconds left, she just stood up with me, like kind of on her, and I was just like, "She is not to mess with." <laughs> but I felt like mixing that in would keep her from being able to sit down and get comfortable and land something hard, just to keep them. She just keep something in her face, keep her busy, focusing on make her focus on her defense, so that she can't get as much offense off. That was my right. game plan right there. Right. That makes perfect sense. And he says, I'm excited now after hearing you talk. Looking forward to watching your next fight. Best of luck. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year to you too, man. Thanks for tuning in. And actually, we got got a little video clip for you of Sid doing her work inside the cage. So that seems like a good time to play it now because you ask what her style is, what she's all about. So we're going to roll this video and just show you. Kick there from Ross. Left hand lands. Speaking of kicks, head kicks are still not allowed, but they are shin guardless here. That was really good on Ross. Oh, and she's Kicks she's got to really hurt. It's going to be over. Sydney, wow. the blonde demon with a TKO body kick. But when we see it, it's going to happen fast Just right counters there. counters off of that left hand. And, and it went all shin, all shin in there. Great stoppage. Who doesn't love a great liver kick? But – Besides the kick, I got to ask about the sass after that finish. Did you see that sass while you were walking away? There was some absolute swag going on there. <laughs> that was that was that, that was the most like the the thing that stood out the most was just the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just all about finding openings and kind of when you win that game over someone it is just a great feeling where you're playing it's like playing like i keep saying like checkers or chess or like tic-tac-toe it's it's such a mind game of finding openings on top of being athletic and imposing your will on somebody and being strong and you know having the punches it does come down to you have a certain amount of time there's the rule set it's a sport and when you start to shift your mindset and look at the sport and try to learn the ropes of the sport instead of fueling your your fight rage over, oh, I'm tough, I'm gangster, like I'm gonna go in there and do it. I'm just gonna beat somebody up. I'm 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 just so bad, like nobody instead of I'm I'm in there and I'm I'm trying to I'm like, I'm gonna beat you mentally. I'm gonna put the punches and the kicks in the right spot at the right time. I'm gonna make you mess up your holes and your mistakes. I'm going to come over. I'm going to, I'm going to beat you here. And, and when you beat somebody there and you, you know what I mean? I left, I, I left that fight scot-free, not a scratch on me. I didn't have to make that a dog fight where my nose was busted bloody. That's what she wanted. She, she was used to standing there and banging and beating people 
um, just kind of by brute force and being tougher than them and to come in there and, uh, you know, get it done in a minute and a half and to walk away without a bruise on me. It is. You're kind of like, what's up with it? Like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, <awesome. laughs> it's dorky, but it's like, I won the chess match. It's kind of <laughs> weird to take like a, such a violent sport like fighting and to try to, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you do like you're getting hit in the face. You got to be tough. You got to at the end. Sometimes at the end of the night, you got to bite down on that mouth guard and and win that round. But um, it's really changing. The sport's changing from how dangerous is the dude to how much of an athlete in an MMA fighter is this person? Like how much do they like what do they know about the sport? Yeah, that's super true. I mean, that kind of speaks to kind of what we talked about earlier, just the way MMA athletes are evolving over time. People like you now coming in when you're 18 years old already with a pretty solid background in various martial arts, like that's not super uncommon anymore. You know, back in the day, that was pretty much unheard of. But nowadays, there's a lot of guys coming up like that. And I'm sure you have young guys and girls at the gym, too, that are coming in like that, that you're shaping now that you can kind of already see the next you know, wave of fighter out of Gorilla House. What's it like for you? Because we, we talked about it. You're only 21 years old. Like, you're so young, but you're a mentor for a lot of these fighters. What is that dynamic like? Because it seems like in a lot of ways, you're still just beginning your career too. But I'm sure you have a lot of fighters at the gym look up to you and you instruct them and help them. I do have my kids' classes and stuff. There are there are out there. We don't have a... a ch- children's mma program but there are there's like kids out there who are fighting and they're like like practicing mma and they're five six years old there's there's programs like that out there um as far as our actual fight team i'm not really the leader of the mentor i'm, I'm pretty much actually the the smallest <laughs> I don't want to say the worst, but I'm definitely <laughs> the one that Cam and Ethan are helping out and um, catching up all the time. So uh, it's nice to be able to pay that back to um, some of the other, some of the kids pretty much. Um, I teach kids boxing um, just to give them, you know, some of the same experiences I did coming up to share that love of the kind of the game. Uh, our area is kind of smaller not to we we do have a few younger people trying to come up interested it's still growing around here though honestly Uh, it hasn't gotten uh, super big yet as it really is out there in Pittsburgh you'll see probably a lot of people like that just being raised in the MMA in the areas like that I think you'll start to see a lot. I I think I'm pretty sure I knew I wanted to fight when I was 11. It was before UFC even allowed women to compete that I I I wanted to be. Sid, you gotta tell the fighter. story, Sid. You gotta tell the story with Dana. Oh, Dana, I we I still I think it was either 2012 or 2014. It had to have been 2012 because I think 2014 is when Ronda um, and Liz Carmouche debuted. So it had to have been 2011, 2012. And that's when Dana White came out and he, it was a press conference. And I think, I believe somebody had asked him, they said, you know, when are women, when are, when is the UFC going to have female fighters? When are they going to get women in here? And Dana White was like, never. He like straight up was like, never. And I was a kid watching that. And my, my little heart dropped and I was just <laughs> bawling my eyes out. My dad was like, didn't know what to do or what to say. Cause he was like, well, you were, you were like 11 or 12. I was a kid. Yeah. That's crazy. I was fully expecting you to be like, oh, yeah, in the next couple of, He was like, never. Nobody wants to see that. Like, and I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And Still then don't Ro- forgive him for that one. Dana White, <laughs> ma- Dana White made 11 year old Sid-, Sid Ross cry. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's insane. I think he's like made a lot of people cry in his career, probably, to be honest. You're definitely not alone. He makes grown men cry, I'm sure, too, all the time. It's ridiculous. What, like, when Ronda then obviously stormed the scene and changed everything, and uh, did you idolize her for a while? Do you still idolize her? Was she kind of a role model for you coming up? I was a huge Ronda fan, like, probably every other 
young girl that did any type of mixed martial arts. I honestly, I think everybody, every young girl just loved Ronda Rousey, to be honest, even if they, they trained her. I, everybody knows who she is. Like everybody knows her name. As far as, I mean, everybody's got their opinions as far as how she handled her losses and just, you know, not really living up to maybe the fighter um, expectation of, you know, handling adversity and coming back stronger. So I, um, before that, though, she was. She was a really good role model and inspiration for a lot of people. And I would say she did kind of... Um, motivate me you know you see the training videos of her getting it going there like she's training with men like she like and you're like yeah like you can we can do it like let's go someone's doing it she literally she literally paved the way and got like like pretty much reinstalled hope for everybody doing it that you know women can do it too you can make um you know there's i there, there's still a big like political thing about you know like the the wage differences or whatever but like being able to compete in the UFC is the ability ability to make a living wage and be a professional athlete and have that be your have that be your profession like what you do at your life mm-hmm. and she opened that up and gave that to you know everybody else that's you know fighting and trying to come up through now so um lover hater whatever your opinion is about her she did she she literally carried women's MMA on her back it's like it up the the biggest mountain which is just getting in there yeah you know her striking was outdated like people are coming up now and they're a lot better um people have their opinions on how good she actually is now but she she you got to give that respect um for her to have done what she what she did that that courage that that took I definitely think go go ahead Ryan I just was going to say everything should be measured in your time and, and taking things out of like the time period and moving it to like a different time period. Just, I mean, people try to do it with everything now. And ultimately like she had more on her shoulders than any other athlete in the UFC ever, ever. Yeah. So um, you just, you, you can't, appreciate how much what she did and how much it meant for women period in in UFC yeah and I think people honestly forget how good Ronda was in her time because of exactly what you said Sid like her striking eventually got revealed as very outdated and couldn't hang with you know the Amanda Nunez Nunez's of the world but when she was at her peak there like i remember the talk about how she could beat half of the men's bantamweight roster in the ufc Mm -hmm. too and and she could box floyd mayweather and do okay and like those were real storylines at the time that people were running with like people genuinely forget exactly how good ronda was when she was at her peak i do remember them trying to like set her up and have her fight a guy (laughs) this this is crazy like (laughs) Yeah, it was and, just something new with her every single day back in 2015, 2016. Like, she was in movies. She was, you know what I mean, throwing people around in movies. She was doing photo shoots. She was on ESPN cover. Like, I mean, she was, she was, she was that girl for the long, for a long time. Like, that was... I mean, and I think her fall, like the just not being able to rebound back from those losses, that adversity, and kind of realizing, you know, that. But when you're at that level and you feel that untouchable, it's just hard to tell, like how the, how anybody would handle those emotions and those experiences. Because I mean, it's just she. She was. She was dealing with a lot. It's a lot of pressure and a lot of. That's a lot for one person. For sure. I want to see if I can show something. I'm going to see if I can share my screen here. I've never done it, so if there's a technical issue, sorry, guys, but we're going to see what happens here. Nice. We don't see anything. Yeah, yeah, it's getting there, though. I'm clicking Mm -hmm. some buttons. Check it out. Check it out. Look at – would you look at it? Would you just look at it? We got (laughs) – we got the official Sid Ross fight shirt available now in our store. It's 247fighting.com slash shop. 
Sid worked with us on this. Like, this is one thing that I really like doing in this position with 247 is we, for all of our fighters that are under contract, we give them the option to design a fighter shirt. And then every shirt they sell, they get a commission on it as well. So I texted Sid and like got some ideas for her. And I really like how this shirt came out. So have you got, did you get one yet, Sid, in person? Sorry, what'd you say? Did you get a shirt yet? Like, have you seen one in person? I haven't, no. Well, when you are, one. yeah, when you are Sid Ross, I guess it's not as cool to have your own shirt, but. <laughs> yeah, wearing a picture of you on you. That would, that, yeah, that's a little. <laughs> it's a little much, it's a little much but yeah. But no, it's, it's a great shirt. Um, they're about 30 bucks, I think, in our in our online store. And like I said, so Sid gets a cut of that as well. It's a great way for the amateur fighters to still make a little money on the way up. Um, it's a cool shirt, man. I, I love all of our shirts. I, I've said it before. Your teammate said Ethan. Ethan definitely has the best shirt. <laughs> like, Ethan's he does. Shirt so, it's so ridiculous. So, that's in our shop. Let me see. I guess it's, since I'm sharing my screen. Yeah, cool. It'll just go. So I'll show you guys Ethan's shirt while we're on yeah. it. <laughs> That's the one everybody really wants. <laughs> yeah. So He's Ethan, gonna... yeah. Ethan has a pet raccoon for anybody just tuning in and doesn't know Ethan Goss. It's like the Ivy. Most, yeah. Pet raccoon Ivy. It's so unsurprising that Ethan Goss has a pet raccoon <laughs> that, that loves to eat Middlesworth potato chips. So it, it also has excellent taste. So that's awesome. The barbecue um, ones, yep. <laughs> barbecue chips. If you guys have never had Middlesworth barbecue chips, you're genuinely missing out on that. We really need to pick them up as a sponsor. Dude, that would Honestly, make me so yeah. happy. It would make me so happy if Middlesworth was sponsored. have to work on that. Not, maybe not the best for weight cutting, but the best for like post-fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we just want to show you guys Sid's shirt. Like I said, they're available at 247.com. 247fighting.com slash shop and we're going to do a little promo for anybody tuning in now or hearing this podcast so the next person to buy tickets for brawl in the berg 10 it's february 5th at the monroeville convention center sid has a title fight against addy bellinger for the amateur flyweight title we've got ethan goss her teammate fighting for the pro featherweight title her other teammate cam allgaier fighting for the amateur defending his amateur bantamweight title so we've got three gorilla house title fights there the next person to buy tickets is going to get the official sid ross fight shirt for free Ooh. with their order yeah giving away shirts and if you buy six tickets we'll give you six shirts if you buy one ticket, we're giving you one shirt, three tickets, three shirts. However many tickets you buy, that's how many Sid Ross shirts you're getting. So if you want to support her, now is definitely the time. Get those tickets because this event is is really filling up. It's really awesome. I'm sure Sid and the whole Gorilla House team are super stoked for the event. But, I mean, the, the entire card top to bottom right now is looking super stacked. So this is the event to get to. Get your tickets, guys. And like I said, next person to get them. Ryan and I get notifications on our phone directly to our email when a sale goes through. So next next name that pops up buying tickets is getting shirts too. Sweet. <laughs> Sid's like, I'm gonna go buy tickets. We're all six shirts on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. If I if I get if I get free Sid Ross shirt, I could wear a picture of myself on me. Yeah. I was just, when she said that, I was just imagining her layered up in, in six shirts, like getting checked out, you know, before going into the cage. She's, she's just taking off shirt oh, after shirt. Like, alternating just six, colors. Yes. Just six <laughs> shirts coming off. That's great. Oh, but yeah, I guess we can't let you go, Sid, without talking about your opponent a little bit, because this is a really interesting component, I think, for me and for us is always kind of seeing out of town fighters as well. You know, we know we know our local rosters very well and their skill set, what they bring to the table, but especially at the amateur level, it's it's hard to find footage on a lot of these fighters. And you've got Addie Bellinger, four and two. She looks really good from what we've seen. Her record's really good too. If like you really dig into her record, she has a couple kickboxing wins as well and has been successful in MMA. Like what have you seen from her? What excites you about this fight? 
Uh, I seen well, pretty much the bit the the fight I watched was her versus um a girl named Dina Dime, and she knocks this girl out pretty much within like I'm gonna say it was like a minute, a minute and a half, something, something crazy. Like it was really, really fast, really fast knockout, and you could tell like she she was an aggressive game fighter, very similar to Angel. She was coming in on the punches. She was very aggressive. Um. You know, just someone who's game and like wants to be there, and is is going in there like wants to fight. I mean, it's 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 goofy to say that, but there are honestly, I feel, amateurs, especially in the women's, who they're not really fighters. They just feel like there's some sort of attention or hype to be taken from carrying that title, especially on social media. Uh, I, I'm really just not interested in fighting anybody like that. Like, and honestly, that's my that's my pet peeve. Where you sandbag cherry pick fights, and you post on social media like you're the greatest, coolest thing ever. It just really warps the image of the sport for younger athletes, younger girls especially who want to do MMA, and it it just it takes away from what it it's really about. And I mean, it is what it is, but just those type of fights aren't the fights that really interest me in taking. I feel like they're going to, those people, they eventually wean themselves out and then it just becomes, oh, I used to fight in my 20s, like, and they're doing whatever afterwards. And I, to make myself better, a better athlete, I, I want to fight people who are game and who, you know, are, they have, she has a lot of fights. Um... Her, like you, I I would think she'd want a pro career after you know after taking a few more fights. Um, I think she's thirty one now. This might even be uh the fight that she's thinking she could go pro off of, or maybe the next one. Um, she's just a, someone who's a fighter, and is gonna bring a style and a fight to the cage, and it's gonna be you know, a challenge that I'm gonna have to figure out and overcome. And I'm confident in myself that, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have the codes and I'm gonna be able to to beat her. Uh there's there's gonna be respect in there though, because she does. She has six fights, four wins. That's a that's a that's a really respectable record. Uh you know, the footage I saw her lay your girl out in a minute, that's that's respectable. She's got power in her hands. You know, she's relentless on people and she's, she's aggressive, come forward type of type of striker. So I'm like, you guys are looking forward to another, another really good, probably high paced uh, fight. Just, you know, the, the cage is going to close the leashes come off and we're just going to, we're going to, we're going to go at it. That's, that's honestly what everyone can pretty much a guesstimate on happening because I I do I said earlier you know the the grappling is probably always going to be my my home base my favorite my most comfortable um just because of that's literally I was like I was my earliest memory from life from my, my life is being on running laps around um some kind of like taekwondo type of gym and they have those belts that velcro together around the back was they give the toddlers because they're they can't tie a belt or whatever just the ones that velcro on in the back being i was from maybe two three i don't know how old i was that's literally like one of the earliest memories of my life like i've always grappled my i've grappled my entire life um but i do i can i can i can strike really well i mean i have i have a lot of striking experience now and i have a lot of striking defeats over other developed strikers so i i'm gonna take the the fight wherever it's gonna go i'm gonna bring all my skills with me and i'm feeling great the the camp's going well injury free for probably the first time ever knock on wood (laughs) first time ever i always go in the cage with something pulled torn that's just kind of how it is but the the skies are blue and we're just riding this rainbow right now that's awesome that's what we like to hear and just hearing you describe the fight i'm already excited for february 5th but like that got me extra excited for it because like we said earlier the sid ross fight it like 
it just never disappoints anyway. But then when you get an opponent that's super game like Addy, it's just it's adding up to be a really sensational matchup. So definitely stoked for that with gold on the line too. Yeah. So that just makes it even more exciting. All right, Ryan. You got any final questions for the blonde I, demon? I don't. I just want to give Sid an opportunity to plug whatever she wants to do here. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Like Sid, tell people. So you mentioned like the MMA scene, small out in Altoona. I know that there's people that listen that, you know, want to know like, oh, where's this gym at? Like, what's this all about? Like, what are my options? So do you want to give a plug to the gym and, and any other plugs you want to give? Yeah, so uh, I train at Gorilla House. Gorilla House Gym, it's in Altoona. Um, it's my family's gym. My family owns the owns the business. Uh, I We do. We have a small team, but we have really, really good coaches, and we have really good teammates. So uh, we get a lot done, and, I mean, we, we've been successful. And I think um, a lot of that was saying, like, you know, everyone being in camp, like, how do you guys get the attention when there's only three of us? You know, it, it's not hard split between two coaches there. Uh, we have a really big gym. I the the square footage. I'm not really familiar um, with off the top of my a, head. It's a lot of square footage. A lot. Of yeah, it's, it's. I mean, the the facility's huge. There you go. Fifty five thousand. Yeah. I was gonna say sixty, but we have kids programs, kids wrestling, kids boxing, kids CrossFit uh well not really crossfit like the the general um uh exercise yeah we got two little babes sparring right there (laughs) (laughs) uh lots of lots of different classes we also have um like indoor cycling zumba uh sweat um you know lifting classes senior programs it's really just like kind of a one-size-fits-all type of gym we we really offer a lot for a lot of different people boxing you know, MMA, uh, jiu-jitsu, personal training, tennis. It's a really, really wide variety that you get. It's a really, it's a really, we're in the middle of nowhere. So our community here, we have um, our few hundred members. Everybody knows everybody. It's a really fam- family-friendly, tight-knit. It's a community. Like, we're, we're a little community in our, of ourselves here in Altoona. Uh, it's... I don't want to use the word click because we're we accepting and bringing in of everyone, but we're, it's kind of like family. A lot of people really, really enjoy being a part of Gorilla House Gym and they love, they just love the environment and the atmosphere that you get that comes with um, being a part. We do all sorts of fundraising events and, you know, just um, community bringing together races cyclothons, lifting events, just they're, uh, my family's constantly, you know, uh, donating to, to small businesses and helping other places in Altoona grow just to kind of clean up the town. You know what I mean? Like just supporting other small businesses, you know, supporting, um, the cheerleaders over at the, uh, that, that compete at the Jaffa, just, you know, whatever they can do to really help the community, collecting tabs for, you know, one of the members that got sick. We, uh, we put on a fundraising, a charity event, um, when my best friend passed away last year for her family to start her fundraiser. Uh, we had a boxing coach that suffered, um, a stroke and we were able to raise 11 grand to give, we gave an 11 grand in cash to his wife for, Mm. to help with funds medical funds and that's it's really girl house is not about just you know people coming in getting their workout making a buck off of that like we want to put back and help the community it's um you know they're really uh just genuine well-intentioned people my my parents and it just it really pays off like there's we have a phenomenal little empire out here in the middle of nowhere (laughs) and you know, just the effects of the, the gym and what we've been able to do for people. It's really fulfilling. And just to see how we've helped different people and just made Altoona a better place. One of the hardest working families I know, I can personally vouch for Ray and Ange and, and Sid and their families. Just awesome, awesome people, good people. Where are you guys located at for those in the area? I don't, I don't know how to describe it. 
It is 3200 Fairway Drive. Um, it's a 01, the area code, because Altoona has two area codes. It's um, it's by the the curve. Uh, the turn down before Frankstown Road. It's kind of it's kind of on a road by itself. Um, the UOC, the the plastic surgery, the VA. It's on the same road with all that stuff. Nice. Well, that's awesome. And I'm seeing on the site, is this the Jolted Monkey Coffee Bar? I got. Yeah, I need a to know. Bar. I got to know more about that. Like that definitely interests me. <laughs> so we do a smoothie bar. It's uh, we do protein shakes and coffee, and it's all um, it's all real ingredients. So we use we have the all our shakes are just protein powder, milk, and the fruit. Like they we don't put anything extra in there. No sweeteners. Nothing. No, no, nothing to thicken the shake or it's all natural. Just, um, hundred percent, the fruit, the protein powder. We, yeah, we just have a little, um, juice bar within the gym. We have a bunch of different flavors and we do, uh, sometimes they do other, we've made baked oatmeal through, uh, uh, overnight oats, uh, muffins. They do the bit, they do different baked goods sometimes. Nice. It's a it's a fun little thing. Yeah, we have uh, people who sit there. They have a shake after their workout. They hang out. That's awesome. We do sell supplements too. We have a small supplement store within the gym as well. The one stop shop. So there you go. You guys just saw the website. You heard Sid tell you everything about Gorilla House. If you're even remotely interested in any level of fitness, it sounds like you don't have to want to go fight. It sounds you know they have classes and programs for pretty much any level of fitness just getting in a gym getting that routine going getting healthy it is the new year right now so i know those resolutions are coming so that's the perfect place if you're in the altoona area go hit up gorilla house they're awesome to work with like ryan said the whole crew you know we're super excited about sid's title fight obviously we're super excited about every sid ross fight but like we we said a few times during the show her teammates are also on this card fighting for titles with Ethan Goss and Cam Allgaier. They're just, it's an awesome team. And, and I appreciate you coming on the podcast, Sid, and kind of spreading the, yeah, of course, spreading the Gorilla House name and just letting the world know what you guys are all about because you do deserve a little more recognition. So it's awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. <laughs> for having me on. 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 Hey, that what Valley that? Central that PA accent. Got that. Thanks for having me on. She's a valley girl, but not the kind that you're thinking. She's yeah, I'm so excited for valley. the fight. Like, it's going to be awesome. I'm um, just really grateful for the opportunity for, for you guys to, you know, get on these and do these podcasts and, you know, just get to talk a little bit about, you know, where I'm from, what I do, you know, say some stuff about the gym. It's just, I mean, I'm living the dream. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you guys saw the liver kick from Sid if you were watching the whole podcast you saw what she can do inside the cage you heard her talk about addy it i mean we've said it a few times but you got to get those tickets now because this card's shaping up awesome and like we said next person to buy the tickets is also getting the sid ross fight shirt for free so do that rep sid and uh we'll catch you guys next time on the show